0: To the BC Buckets podcast, the official podcast for Briarcliff University basketball. This is the first episode of the 2021 2022 season. Welcome back to all of our listeners uh, and welcome to any new listeners who maybe just found us this year. We're uh, starting here uh, with our first episode of the year. We've got a lot to catch up on. Uh, my name is Matt Gall. I'm here joined, of course, by head coach of the Briarcliff program, Marks Figuera. And uh, we've also got a guest with us today, Bobby Beach-Pattison, familiar face, familiar name around the program, Uh, and uh, Bobby's going to be joining us on this first episode, and then we have some pretty big announcements we're going to be making at the end of this uh, podcast, so make sure to to stay tuned until then. But uh, before we go there, we've got a lot to talk about, Coach. Uh, You know, like I said, first episode of the year. Uh, long off season. You guys have been practicing. We're a week away, just under a week away from the first game of the year, which will be a, a season opener and also a home opener against Bellevue. So, you know, where should we get started? Obviously, you know, maybe first things first here. And let's talk about the off season and uh, what you saw out of the guys this summer, new additions to the coaching staff, new additions to the team in terms of, you know, some of the guys you brought in uh, recruiting wise and just how practice has gone in general. Yeah, that's a lot to cover, Matt. Um, We (laughs)
1: got to rewind this all the way back to the spring uh, to get rolling here. But uh, I think since the last time we did one of these, you know, we had a full off-season of of workouts, and that started in the spring in the weight room. We spent uh, three, four days a week all spring in the weight room with our head strength coach. And, uh, you know, that kind of set the tone for our summer. We don't do a ton of basketball stuff in the spring uh, because, fortunately, most of our guys stick around here all summer and, and we work out with them. And, and, and that spring weight room kind of led us into the summer. And, and we had four days a week of workouts with the guys. Had anywhere from, you know, usually 14 to 20 guys in the gym every day. And on top of that, we lifted every day. And on top of that, guys played in two different summer leagues, uh, one here in Sioux City and then one down in Omaha. So guys stayed busy all summer. And, and I would say probably did more this summer than we have in a long time in terms of summer league workouts, weight room. And, you know, I guess first and foremost, it was good to be back to normal and have a somewhat normal summer where we were able to do that. Um, but we had a really good summer. I thought we had some guys that, that really made some big progress. And I thought as a team, we made great progress. And a lot of that's on the floor. But a lot of it, honestly, is just the guys being able to spend time together, play together, sometimes just hang out off the court together. I think that does a, a great thing for team chemistry and team culture. And so we did that for about eight weeks. We take most of the month of August off and uh, start school in late August there and get rolling early in September. And now here we are, it's, it's mid-November, uh, it's, uh, it's mid-October already. And, you know, we're six days away from, from game time here coming up Friday. So that that's kind of a short version of, of what's been going on the last six, seven
0: months in the program. You've got a new name on your coaching staff this year. New name, a name people uh, probably have heard, just maybe not associated with uh, this individual, uh, new graduate assistant. You want to talk about him and maybe uh, some of the guys will be helping out as student coaches.
1: Yeah, so uh, we have a we have a new grad assistant. I, I've kept I've kept pretty strong in my tradition of only keeping GAs around for one year. And uh, Coach Martin, Demetrius Martin, was our our GA a year ago, and he actually got a full time position um, at Waldorf College, which is his alma mater. Um, over the summer so we were we were sad to see coach martin go but obviously really happy for him going on and moving into a full-time um coaching position and uh, so now we have a new grad assistant and believe it or not matt his name is nick saban um which anybody who knows sports and college football that's a pretty popular name and uh it's actually spelled different but uh you know we he, he he takes a little crap for it every once in a while
0: All right, and then like every year, you know, obviously you're going to have a mix of uh, returners, veteran guys, and then, you know, some guys who, you know, maybe didn't play a lot last year but were on the roster. And then, of course, mix in uh, new guys who weren't uh, at Bradcliffe and and came in this year um, as, you know, freshmen and all that. So, you know, how do you feel in general just about the returners you've got, some of the new guys, how, you know, you feel they can contribute both in game situations and, how they've been pushing guys in practice?
2: Yeah, we we've
1: we've had a really good three four weeks of practice here. Um, this is this is the most veteran team we've had in a couple of years. I mean, you look back to last year, we had, we have all five starters back. We have multiple guys who have played throughout their careers on the roster, um, and and I think our depth is going to be a strength of our team. You know, right now we feel pretty good getting into. Uh, honestly, double digits in the rotation. Um, And and that's that's a good problem to have. You know, it gives us a little flexibility. I think we're going to be – well, I know we're going to be bigger and stronger and longer for sure than we've been the last couple years, which, again, that gives us more lineup versatility. Um, But, I mean, we've got – if I'm not counting wrong here, we have ten guys who have played – you know, significant roles in their career on our roster. A couple other guys who are, who are on the cusp of that. We have three freshmen on the varsity roster right now, and they're, you know, they're learning, they're jumping in. All three guys are pretty talented. Um, and so our, our practices have been really competitive, which I think if you're going to have a good team, that's an absolute prerequisite. You have to have really good competitive practices Um, and so, you know, from a roster standpoint, I, I feel really good about where we're at. I'm, you know, I think the most optimistic thing you're ever going to hear out of me, especially this time of year is I'm cautiously optimistic, but I really, really like our team. I really, really like our guys. And, you know, we, we did not schedule a whole lot of cupcakes here in the early season. Um, you know, I, my, our philosophy on scheduling this year was just that, you know, what, if we're going to be good, we're going to go play good teams and we're going to have to beat some and we're going to test ourselves early. And, and honestly, win or lose some of these games early on are going to prepare us for GPAC play, which at the end of the day is, is, is what we're trying to get ready for. So, you know, you look at the schedule, you got some big time names here, these first couple of weeks in Bellevue, Benedictine, Indiana, Wesleyan, IU East. Um, You know, that's, that's no joke of a first four games right there. And, and I told the guys back in the spring, you know, if we're going to be good, we need to play these teams and, and compete and, and see where we're at. So that's what we're going to do here these first couple of weeks.
0: So let's start with Bellevue. Uh, you know, it seems like you guys opened with them a lot the last several years. They're always a good early season test. They're always, you know, a, a ranked team, a perennial tournament team. Um, and it's, it's been kind of back and forth with those guys the last several years, which makes it kind of fun. So, They're coming up to our place. They'll be at the Newman Flanagan Center on uh, this upcoming Friday. So, what do you know about the the 21 22 edition of Bellevue and what they're going to bring? Yeah, they, you know, Bellevue's been, I think, if you
1: were to look at the last two decades of NAI basketball and you wanted to, you know, put together a, a top 10 of the elite programs, I think Bellevue's absolutely in there. It's a program we have a lot of respect for. Um, they've had a ton of success. We've played them a ton, as you said. And these last four or five years, um, every game has been really, really close for the most part. You know, last year we played them twice, and they beat us by two or three here, and we beat them by three or four down at their place. Um, you know, and so if I were a bet man, I'd say it's probably going to be a pretty dang good game because that's that's generally what we've done with Bellevue. But they're gonna they're going to be a big athletic team. Um, They're talented. They have a lot of new guys. They have a few returners um, that we're familiar with from a year ago. But a lot of new guys who, you know, we don't know a ton about. Um, They've played a a pretty similar style over the last four, five, six years. So I I think we'll have a good idea in terms of schematically what they'll try to do or what they want to do. But, you know, these early season games when, you know, this is the first game for both of us. So there's going to be some surprises both ways and, and we're gonna we're gonna give the guys the best scouting report we can but in reality it's going to be a guess um, in a lot of ways and so it comes down to how do we adjust in the game how do the guys you know adjust whether it's a ball screen coverage whether it's how they're guarding some of our you know screening stuff how do we adjust and how quick can we adjust in the game and I think that's the key early on but I also think in these early games where you don't know a ton about the opponent and they don't know a ton about you you need to be really good at what you do and you know for us you know you're not going to see any kind of major philosophical change in how we play we want to play fast we're going to shoot a lot of threes we're going to spread the floor we're going to try to you know create a lot of mismatch opportunities for us and we're going to play aggressive defensively and if we're not really good at that on friday you know I don't think we're giving ourselves the best chance to win, and if, if we are, we're we're going to be right there, and I think we'll have a chance to, to get it done.
0: So you've been at this for several years now. What do you find, you know, in these first games of the season, early on in the season? What do you find as kind of some of those early season bugs that that uh, you know you find that you have to work out, you know, earlier in the season than maybe some other things? What are some of the more rusty areas where? you're going to be really looking for the guys to, to focus. Well,
1: I think you always run into these first games, first game in particular, guys are, are really sped up and, you know, they're trying to do everything so fast that you end up making some mistakes. You turn the ball over maybe more than, than you would, or, or certainly than I would like. Um, so that's a big one. But I, but I also think, you know, just break down the talk. And I think, these first few weeks of practice, we you get really good at guarding yourself and you get really good at playing offense against your own defense because that's what you see on a daily basis. And so when you see something different, again, that comes down to how fast you can adjust. And so, you know, like for us, we're not a team that's going to go get 20 offensive rebounds in a game. That's just not what we do. And, and just little things like that are, are the big things. But I think a lot of it is, guys get sped up guys are anxious to play, but you know, when the lights come on for real on Friday, guy, guys are chomping at the bit right now. And, and that leads to some uncharacteristic mistakes at times.
0: All right. So like I said, uh, first game of the season home opener and season opener coming up this Friday. That's the 22nd of October tip off will be seven o'clock the Newman Flanagan center Uh, coach, are we back to normal attendance-wise? I mean, are, we, are there restrictions there? What should fans kind of be prepared for or know about in advance? As of recording this on Sunday night, the
1: 17th, we're, we're pretty much on as normal. Um, we encourage people to, to buy their tickets online for ease of getting in the game. Um, it's pretty slick. You can, you can find those at, at bcuchargers.com. Um, but, yeah, every, everything's pretty much back to normal. and You know, hopefully we can, we can keep that going. Things have been pretty good here at the Cliff uh, as we're now halfway through the first semester. So, plan is on as normal.
0: And like I mentioned earlier, we've got Bobby Beach in here kind of waiting in the wings. To a guest. But, Coach, you mentioned one thing that I think we should touch on real briefly. You guys had the alumni game a few weeks ago. Uh, I know I talked to you a little bit about it. I wasn't able to go, but I was talking to you a little bit about it. Talk about a Briarcliff all-star team. Uh, can you kind of go through the roster of that alumni group? And I mean, well, early season, Yes, yeah, that might be as tough as it comes this year. Yeah. We,
1: uh, we played that game on, on the Friday of homecoming and we had had, a, I think five days of, of practice at that point. And so, you know, we still had some kinks to work out, but we, uh, we had probably 18, 19 alums back and suited up. And, you know, you're talking about some of the elite of the elite of the last decade when you're talking Jay Wolf, Eric Erdman, Jackson Lamb, Jake Shipley, Austin Leffler, Clay Harold, you know, just to name a few. And, you know, one, one of the greats of the last decade was sitting on our bench, Brian Forbes, our assistant coach, um, and, and didn't play. But, man, you want to talk about a test and a group of guys that, one are all young and still in shape and can really play two are incredibly competitive and wanted to win that game and three guys that know everything we're trying to do. And so they're going to cheat it. They're going to hold, they're going to push, they're going to shove, they're going to do anything they possibly can to take us out of what we're trying to do. And and so it was a great competitive game. You know, I actually went to overtime and, and, and this year's current team won um, in overtime, but man, just some studs on the floor, but, you know, all in all, just a great weekend. With We sync that up with homecoming every year, and, and that's always one of my favorite days of the year when we get a lot of those guys back and get to see those guys, talk to them, see how things are going in in their lives now, and, you know, it's just, it's just a great weekend through and through.
0: Well, I can't think of a better segue to talk about legendary alumni of Briarcliff University uh, as kind of a lead-in to bring in – the aforementioned guest, and that's Bobby Beach Patterson. Bobby, long time no see, man. How you doing?
2: I'm doing pretty solid. Uh, can't complain. Just living the dream up here in Sioux Falls.
0: So most of our listeners probably, you know, know you or remember you. But with every year, you've got new uh, new students, new parents, new supporters of the program. So not everyone's gonna know you. So let's uh, let's go through your resume here a little bit, and you stop me. If I get anything wrong, because I, you know, I, I, I didn't recently read a biography of your life, so I'm kind of winging this here. Nor so, should you. Cut in <laughs> if I get something wrong. So, I'll we'll start with the uh, All-American Golfer at Briarcliff. Yeah, that sounds about So right. far, so good. I'm, I'm going to cut <laughs> in right okay. now. That, that's
1: <laughs> not even remotely close to true.
0: No, all Bobby. did
1: Bob, Bobby did play golf at Briarcliff, so that part's <laughs> accurate.
0: So uh, Bobby, of course, is an alum of Briarcliff, golfer, of course, but also a student coach for the basketball program, a staple of the Briarcliff basketball program. There's been a lot of Bobby stories shared on this podcast over the last few years. Um, so you did that. You graduated, obviously, went on to uh, be a graduate assistant up at Dakota Wesleyan in Mitchell. And yep. then you know, that, uh, that position, you know, ran its term and, and now you're out in the real world. So what are you up to now? You said you're in Sioux Falls. What are you doing for a living?
2: Yeah, so uh, obviously had a great, great four years at Briar Briarcliff. Uh, was fortunate enough to make some really solid connections in my time there that led me to the, in the position at Dakota Westland. Um, had a great two years there. Uh, was a part of some really good teams on there as well. Met some really good guys along the way. Uh, finished out and got my master's and then moved to Sioux Falls. Uh, stepping aside from the coaching ranks right now, I am still recruiting, though. Um, just uh, not, uh, not basketball players. Uh, I work for a company called Aerotech. It is a, a staffing agency here in town, and it's all across uh, the United States. So doing some job recruiting, uh, loving it. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, very similar to uh, someone mentioned earlier on the show, uh, Jake Shipley. We kind of had the same route as well. So I'm not following in his footsteps, but kind of in a sense. So, um, but yeah, no, living in Sioux Falls with my wife, uh, just doing some recruiting and yeah, it's been great. So I'm excited to have somewhat of a more free winner this year. So if I ever wake up on a Saturday, I can say, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to go to Orange City and watch some, some Briarcliff moves against Northwestern or just anyone that they're playing that day. So I'm looking forward to it.
0: So like we talk with a lot of guys who graduate, Uh, you know, usually we're talking to former players, and they, you know, played for four years, and then we talk about how they adjust to, you know, life post-basketball, or at least being involved, you know, uh, closely with the game. You know, you were involved with the game, you know, six, seven years, obviously, because you, you know, were coaching. So how do you feel about this winner taking a backseat role as a spectator? Is that something you're excited about? Maybe spend a little more time with the wife and, and take it easy? Or are you going to miss that involvement
2: being down on the sideline? Yeah, 100% both. Um, uh, I know it's going to be really nice to spend time with uh, with my wife. And like I mentioned here, just if we want to get up and go to a Briarcliff game or something like that on a weekend, we can do that. Or if we want to just sit at home and have um, a few Pad games going on, the iPad, the TV at once, that's also a great thing we can do. But Um, No, I'm definitely going to miss it for sure. Um, It's going to be really weird because obviously these last five, six years I've been used to a routine on Saturdays, getting up for shoot around, making sure buses loaded up and everything like that and making sure everything's gassed up. Guys have their pregame meals and all that. So it's going to be weird. Um, Definitely going to miss the guys. I'm not so much going to miss late January, early February, drive into Hastings, Nebraska on back, back country roads when it's, 40-mile-an-hour winds and icy. I won't miss that part. But, uh, no, I'm definitely going to miss all the guys, both Briarcliff and Dakota West. And I still stay in contact with a, a really good majority of them, too. So I'm still connected in that aspect. So, um, yeah, it's going to be nice to take a little bit of a breather, but uh, going to miss it for sure.
0: I asked Coach Figuera about some of the, you know, bugs and rust that the players have to work out early season. What did you find in, as a coach – were some of the early season things that you had to figure out? You know, is it how you talk to the guys, you know, the timing of, you know, putting the clipboard down versus getting your jacket off, all that sort of thing? I mean, do you forget, you know, how to tie your tie? I mean, what is it? What are some of the early season things that you have to remember uh, to
2: pull off a a successful game as a coach? Well, I know the the first thing, and it's been one of the stories that's been mentioned on here, is uh, my big thing is I just want to make sure we start out – with the food side of things we're off to a good start because once once that gets derailed it's like all right well we got how 20 some more games left and this is only uh October here and we're, we're looking to hopefully play until mid to late March so it's like all right well I don't want to lose my credibility here on that so food wise that's definitely my big my big thing um I know back at Briarcliff and Dakota Wesleyan just making sure I had Uh, just spare stuff packed up so pens pencils gum all that good stuff um, and and things like that so um, I I would say not on the floor that would be the big thing on the floor too and coach kind of mentioned to it I mean obviously you're you're making adjustments on the fly as you're going and kind of doing a little bit of a feel-out process right away and your scouting report could say one thing and you could realize three possessions in you got to completely change something so just having that communication and that talk um, is huge, too, and obviously the halftime adjustments. So uh, that would be the big thing on the floor. But, no, <laughs> the big thing that kept me up at night was definitely the the food.
0: Same question for you, Coach Figueroa. I mean, what parts of your, uh, you know, coaching persona take a game or two to get back into? Um, You know, it's a good question, Matt. I,
1: I think, you know, just the feel of it of you know when do i want to call a timeout um how do i want to approach that timeout when do i want to call a certain set and you know to be honest i i was pretty fortunate when i was an assistant you know coming up in coaching i i worked for some outstanding coaches that really taught me the the benefit i guess of being overly prepared and you know that's something i've i've tried to continue And so, you know, I want to be prepared for every situation. And, you know, whether that's in the game and a timeout, we try to practice everything we possibly can. You know, by by Friday, hopefully, we practice through about every kind of late game situation, late half situation that we could possibly run into. And, you know, ultimately, my goal is that, you know, if it's, say, late game, and we're down a point with seven seconds left, and we're out of timeouts, our guys know what they should do. And, you know, I, I don't know that that's always 100% correct. But that's ultimately our goal. And that that's how we approach practice in the early season. Um, and really throughout, you know, we try to hit back on some of those things. Because, you know, if you play 28, 29, 30 games in a year, you might only have a couple games where it really comes down to it like the last possession. You know, you're going to play a lot of close games. When it comes down to last possession, you really need to execute something. I don't want that to be the first time we're, we're doing that. You know, I want to practice that. I want our guys to know if we call whatever it is, the late game set, they just know what it is. I don't need to draw it up. They know it. They know how to execute it and they're going to go do it. And and so I think it's, it's more just the game management, you know, talking to officials, you know, they're a little rusty. Coaches are a little rusty. We haven't communicated on that level in seven, eight months here. So it's just a lot of little things. But, you know, Bobby hit the nail on the head. It, it comes down to just making adjustments on the fly the first game, maybe two, three games even, and just kind of rolling with it and, you know, hoping that, you know, we've done a good job as coaches getting our guys prepared to, to compete at a high level.
0: Yeah. It might be good to get uh, Nick Nelson on here one of these days and talk to him about some of the, what it takes to get into the, uh, the rhythm as a ref. Cause I know he's doing more and more of those games. And I know most of our listeners know Nick is a, a former uh, coach here at the cliff and athletic director. Now he's off doing other things, but uh, yeah,
1: we, we, we lost a lot of respect for him when he became an official.
0: <laughs> but not not when he's uh calling your games correct I, i'm not sure he will i think that's kind of a conflict of interest thing there no
1: he, he won't and he actually uh he actually officiated our scrimmage last week all jokes aside he does a pretty good job and he, he he obviously has a great feel for the game um and so he he does a really good job
0: i feel like if he did uh come in and ref a cliff game i think the bias would probably be the other way don't you think be harder on you guys he's probably
1: got some kind of built up spite against me after working together for eight years um and me to him that it probably wouldn't be that good of a situation if he and I were in a in a close game coach and official situation
0: so that probably doesn't need to happen anytime soon all right so Bobby you know uh, as I alluded to here at uh, the beginning um, we have some big news to share uh, with, uh, our listeners here. And, uh, I shared something on the BC buckets Twitter account a few weeks ago that, that, uh, this was coming to, and, you know, the tagline I used was he's back or something like that. So, you know, I thought now's a good time to let our listeners in on uh, a little change to the podcast here. I'm going to be bidding BC buckets adieu. Um, you know, the time has come for me to, to go focus on other things. And and so in that process, you know, I talked to Coach Figueroa about that earlier this year. And, um, you know, we talked about do we keep this thing going? Uh, who can we bring in? And, you know, I think the the idea was, yeah, I mean, this is this has been great for the program. It's a lot of fun. There's not a whole lot of effort into it. It's just really us getting together and talking about basketball once a week. And so when we were thinking about, you know, who would be great to, to take this thing over, there was really only one answer. And when we called that person, they politely declined. So (laughs) to, uh, go to plan B here. No, I'm just kidding. Of course it was Bobby Beach Patterson. Um, you know, you're the first guy we thought of and, and, uh, I think the podcast is going to be in great hands. So moving forward, Bobby, um, you'll be, you'll be the guy. It'll be you and coach. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm
2: leaving the podcast in good hands. Yeah, no, I uh I remember getting a phone call from from Coach Askin just kind of talking about, hey, would you be interested and and I know that right away I might have told him ah, I gotta talk about it. But I, I was pretty pumped, um, uh, pretty pretty humbled and honored that he even asked me. I'm obviously a a huge podcast fan, especially B C Bucket's podcast. Um Briar Cliff is still near and dear to me. Uh love the guys, obviously. Coach Figuera, Coach Forbes, um, and all of them have just been amazing to me and helped me in my career a lot. So having the chance to do this, it, it's going to be awesome. I'm pumped for it. and Yeah, I just couldn't thank you guys more for, uh, for allowing me to come in.
1: I got three things to say right now. <laughs> um, number one, for any longtime listeners, um, if you go back to – this is year four, we've done this podcast. You go back to year one. And, and Bobby was a pretty regular participant. Um, he took a lot of crap from Matt and I. He did a lot of the technical stuff as we recorded, but he, he was heavily involved. So Bobby, I mean, from the beginning, kind of saw what we did, how we did it. And so it was a natural fit. That being said, when Matt told me um, you know, he needed to, to to spend some time elsewhere in his life. And for those that don't know, Matt's finishing law school here in what two months, Matt.
0: Yeah, a finals the first and second week of December. So right under two months. Yep.
1: So so it's not like he's just gonna go be a lazy pile. He's uh he's getting ready to graduate law school, take the bar, all, all that stuff. So um when he told me that, you know, I thought about it for a little bit, I talked to Coach Forbes. And I said, man, do we do we keep this thing going? You know, who can we get? And actually, Coach Forbes is the first one. He's like, you need to call Bobby, and and see if he'll do it. And you know, that's what we did, and that's where we're at right now. So that's the second thing. Number three, um, this is kind of like for anybody old enough to to get this reference. This is kind of like the '93 '94 Bulls, where Bobby's like Pete Myers stepping into the starting lineup for Matts Michael Jordan. Um, you know, we're downgrading a little bit, um, but no, I'm just kidding. But anybody (laughs) old enough to get that, you you get my reference. Pete Myers wore the breathe right nasal strip in games. I always thought that was funny when I was a kid, but uh, no, this is going to be great. This is going to be a smooth transition. Bobby's a guy who as much as, you know, last year we referred to him as Benedict Bobby, I think, because he went to Dakota Wesleyan. But uh Bobby's a guy he, he he bleeds blue and gold, he's got a ton of pride in the program. Um, he actually lost his voice during the alumni game, uh, not participating, but yelling from the crowd. So That's true. you know that that just that gives you a little bit of of Bobby's background and what he means to the program and and Bobby and I, you know when when you're a student coach at Briar Cliff, you you get to see a lot of behind the scenes stuff. You you see me at my absolute best and worst probably. Um, Bobby and I had a great relationship. He took a lot of crap from me, but he always took it in stride. And and so this is this is going to be a great situation. And you know, Bobby's going to do a great job uh, taking over for you, Matt.
0: Well, and what I'm excited about, you know, I, I'm really my uh, my qualification is that I'm a lifelong Thunder fan. My folks went to Briarcliff, so I grew up coming to the Newman Flanagan center back in the Ray Nacky days. And, and, uh, that's about where my qualifications end. So I'm, you know, I'm excited to hear you guys take a little deeper dive into the X's and O's and in some of the, you know, technical stuff that goes on in the coaches room. You know, I think, I think Bobby's presence will provide a lot to the podcast, um, that I can't, uh, that I couldn't offer. So yeah, it's awesome. I'm, I'm excited to listen to it. Certainly would love to come back on from time to time. Uh, here or there, if my schedule allows it. I'll certainly be following you guys on uh, social media and all that, weighing in on how I'm thinking things are going. So I'll be your, uh, I'll be your loudest critic. Let's put it that way.
1: That's good. We, we need that. You know, we, we need you to be the Colin Cowherd to our Iowa football.
0: <laughs> well, I can tell you now, this is not the fake idea of a college basketball podcast. This is legit. Yeah,
1: that's right. You know, and, and in a lot of ways, Matt, I mean, we have to feel a little bit like trendsetters because there's a lot of podcasts throughout the NAIA and NAI basketball now. And I still say ours was the first one and I still say ours is the best. So, you know, I guess I need to, on record here, thank you for all you did because, I mean, way back when, summer of 18, this was your idea. <laughs> I jumped on because I thought it'd be awesome. It'd be fun. And, but this was, this was Matt's idea. And so I'm just going to give a big – from our program and, and me particularly big thank you to Matt for everything he did the last three years running this podcast.
0: Yeah, it was an absolute pleasure. Um, you know, it, like I said, it's not a whole lot of work to it. Uh, I'm not a uh, I'm not a radio guy or anything like that. So talking in front of a microphone isn't really my uh, comfort zone, but you know, talking hoops and, and talking Brad cliff that, that comes pretty easy. So yeah, you know, this, this idea was, we were sitting around a table at Cadoba, I think, or, yeah, I think mm-hmm. it was. It was. And should we get this thing going? And we figured out, you know, okay, we got to figure out a way to record it. We got to probably have a microphone. Um, and figure out a way to edit it because, like I said, we're not professionals. And so a lot of uh, behind-the-scene work goes into uh, making this thing listenable. So, uh, but now, you know, we're doing this over Zoom. That seems to work out pretty well. So, you know, why not? Let's keep this thing going. And, um, you know, our listeners have been great. Uh, We've had a lot of support, which is really cool. I hope we continue to get, you know, new people listening, um, which, you know, every year you've got new families, new parents, new students, new alumni, people who graduate. So, yeah, I think it's a great thing. Um, You know, I I think uh, it did catch some attention around the league, for sure, around the GPAC. I know you said early on you had people asking you about it. And, you know, I think... uh, you know,
1: to be honest, there's still a waiting list of people who have asked me to be guest. So we're, we're, we're going to have to at some point, Bobby, you and I are going to have to start crossing some of these people off because there's a lot of people that want to be on the BC Buckets podcast.
2: Yeah, I'm all for it.
0: All right. Well, I guess you guys, uh you guys can get going on that starting next week, probably. So this will be it for me for a while. But uh, again, excited, uh, you know, Bobby, excited to have you involved, excited to listen to you guys on a weekly basis. And I'll be at a lot of games this year, uh, one, because of, you know, obviously the COVID restrictions and all that you guys are opening up the gym Two, uh, It's come to my attention. My daughter's dance group might be doing some halftime games this year. So uh, I'll have to make it to those obviously, but uh, yeah, looking forward to the season, looking forward to listening to the podcast and thank you guys. Thank you, Mark, for, you know, <laughs> helping me run with this and get this thing going. Thank you to all our listeners. Thank you, Bobby. And, can't wait to listen to you next week. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, I appreciate you, Matt. Before we sign things off here, you know, well I know you guys are going to pick up some of the other segments, um, starting next week, but there's one segment that, that's pretty important and that's the shout outs. So let's go ahead and, and, uh, get going with our, uh, shout out section. I was just going to give a shout out to my kids, fourth grade, uh, North Stars or future North Stars football team they had their last game of the season today great season my kid threw a his first career touchdown pass a day after his first career interception so
1: that's That's the way to
0: bounce back right there there you go how's that for coming keeping your head in the game and and sticking to it so uh it was a good day but uh, I want to give a shout out to all those guys because they played a heck of a season
1: yeah, and I, I've got a big shout-out um, to anybody that follows us on social media um, or anybody that's been on campus lately. Uh, we completely redid our floor in the Flanagan Center, and, and Ray Nacky Court has a completely new look. It's fresh. It's modern. Actually looks awesome. Pretty excited to, to play our first game Friday on the new floor. But I, I got a big shout-out to Hesse Enterprises and, and Mike Hesse, who, who really helped us make that happen uh mike's an alum of briar cliff and, and the basketball program and he does a lot of great things for the Siouxland community um whether it's athletics whether it's youth um, but he's been a huge supporter of our program and so a big shout out to him and, and his company uh for helping us make that happen
2: yeah and i'll give a shout out uh we mentioned him a few times here earlier but uh, i want to give a shout out to alumni jake shipley um he, uh, he helped me um in a lot of ways obviously where i'm at right now helped me uh uh, getting there too gave me a lot of good tips and advice and things like that. And just even when we were coaching together, he was always a guy that I could go to um, when I could see some steam coming on us, Spaghetti's ears and didn't even want to get close to him. So uh, no, I just, I appreciate uh, all Shipley's done. I want to give a, a huge shout out to him.
0: All right. So that's going to do it for this week. I'm going to go ahead and sign us off one last time here. A quick reminder, again, first game of the season, also the first home game. Friday, October 22nd. Tip-off will be at 7 o'clock at the Newman-Flanagan Center. Uh, You can get tickets to that game online. So if if you're able to to get those in advance, uh, I'm sure the athletic department would appreciate that just to make the ease of getting people in and out of the building a little bit better. So, uh, again, 7 o'clock, Friday the 22nd. I'll be there. Can't wait to watch. Uh, Signing off for the last time, handing things over to Bobby and Mark. This is Matt Gall. We'll talk to you next week.